1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com When did we stop using a travel advisor? Travelsmiths waiving fees for Warden's Watch listeners and working with first responders to give them discounts on travel needs. Call them 732-899-8400 or Travelsmiths.com that's T-R-A-V-E-L-S-M-I-T-H-S dot com. And see how they can assist you. 33 years in the business does make a difference. Call Sally and give her a chance. I think you will be impressed. This is Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and let them know Warden's Watch Podcast sent you. Wish you could fish more anywhere, anytime. Rod Geeks, a St. Croix Rods partner, has developed a 42-inch one-piece travel rod designed and built with the same technology found in St. Croix Rods. This travel rod is offered as a kit that comes with the RG42 rod, spinning reel, fishing line, pliers, and tackle tray. All in a case with space for your wallet, phone, and fishing license. Just grab and go. Perfect to keep in your pickup, car, or RV. This shorty performs much like a longer rod, but is compact enough for easy storage and for on-the-go use. Make this the summer you fish more. RodGeeks.com Guidefitter is the industry network for professional outdoor guides and outfitters. The trusted destination for consumers seeking and sharing guided hunting and fishing experiences of a lifetime. And the enterprise influencer marketing platform for outdoor brands. Guidefitter and its members represent the pulse of the guided hunting and fishing industry. Guidefitter's outdoor partners provide discounts to select types of outdoor professionals, including game wardens, members of the military, guides, outfitters, and other outdoor professionals. Over 145 brand partners and counting. Gear across many categories, including packs, footwear, clothing, flashlights, knives, optics, even firearms and ammo. For more information, go to guidefitter.com slash wardenswatch. That's wardenswatch, all one word. 
I'm Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and I'm a member of GuideFitter. This podcast is brought to you by Maine Operation Game Thief and Wildlife Heritage, a foundation of New Hampshire at nhwildlifeheritage.org. Please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch. Episode 30, A Hunt of a Lifetime. And we're going to start off this podcast with a little uh, foretalking with our, my new co-host, uh, Lieutenant John Norris out of California and myself, uh, just uh, leading up into the actual podcast with the, the ambassadors for Hunt of a Lifetime. So just a kind of introduction to John and I starting off uh, the Warden's Watch podcast together. Uh, we're going to be doing a full broadcast, uh, you know, next week. We're going to be coming out together with that. So uh, stay tuned for more of me and John working together. But we kind of talked about the hunt of a lifetime before we actually aired the interview. So hope you enjoy this. Hope you enjoy the future of Warden's Watch. John, I, I told you kind of this about this Hunt of a Lifetime podcast that I was able to do and some really, really cool people. And I don't know, you've ever had experience with Hunt of a Lifetime out west? We haven't. I haven't done it personally out here, Wayne, but I'm very familiar with the program. And um, I've done a lot of, you know, guiding and conservation groups for youth hunters and elderly, but not that have been this emotional, you know, when you, when you, when you talk about... Yeah, we haven't worked with Hunt of a Lifetime a lot out here in the West, Wayne, but what I did a lot throughout my career then was probably the highlight, you know, one of the top five highlights was doing a junior essay contest and having the winners of that contest that write about their experiences of conservation, what conservation means to them, and we pick contestant winners for a statewide essay contest. Lifetime hunting licenses, um, people that, you know, get a special draw and, and they pull a you know, a nice Thule elk tag or something here, say in Silicon Valley, and getting to get a youth hunter onto their first big elk or their first elk period, nice. things like that, or an elderly, you know, disabled hunter yeah. uh, in that realm. But the story of Naomi Swanson um, for this hunt of a lifetime that you and I have shared before this broadcast is just incredible, and we really need to share that. And what a what a great program for her. Yeah, no, I when I did the interview with Doty and Elise, it was you know you, you could tell that Doty. He loves moose. He loves to moose hunt, and he likes to share that. Right. And he just got into this yeah. hunt of a lifetime, and it's a, it's you know strings, you know it plays the strings on your heart because here's these kids that are so sick, and what they want to do is yeah. go hunt something, you know, and hunt a trophy. And I, I remember when my son shot his first, you know, deer. What a what a trophy a small skipper was to him. And then you put like this picture we have with Naomi with this, you know, bull moose and the smile on her face says it all. And it was beautiful. When you sent that picture over, you know, I, I choked up, man. I, I shed a few tears and, you know, and 
this is kind of the make a wish, you know, for conservation for our kids and our terminally ill kids, which it's a sad story, but at the same time, there's some uplifting side to it in that you got to pay it forward with a young lady that didn't have a whole lot of time mm. and enjoy what conservation is and share it with family and friends, pay the right message forward for conservation. And, you know, these kids need to go to the top of the list. We need to pull out all the stops right. and get these youth, especially that don't, you know, time is so precious because there's so little of it and they need to go to the top of the list. We need to do much more of this throughout the country. So this is a great example of what all of us can do, you know, nationally um, as part of the thin green line, regardless of what agency we work for, what part mm -hmm. of the nation we're in and do more of these programs. Let's do make a wish for conservation kids that don't have a lot of time left and yeah. sharing that experience. Yeah. And when you say not a lot of time left, Naomi shot that moose in 2018 and December of 2019, <laughs> she's gone. And that just, that, yeah. that doesn't yeah. hit home for you. And I know I shared with you earlier that Elise uh, said something that really hit me. You know, whether you're, what are your opinions of hunting or not, we meet the kids where they are. And that just, that, that hit home with me. And that's no matter who you are, meet the kids where they are. If they want to kill a, a trophy animal or that's part of what their life experience, that's what they want part of their life experience because they don't have much time left, let's meet them where they are. Yeah, absolutely. It's on their bucket list. And, you know, I think the best thing about this program, other than giving these opportunities to, to terminally ill kids, as, as awful as that is, is the unifying message. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a conservationist like we are, die more generationally, or you're out here in other urban areas, like here in a lot of West Coast areas where you just, you know, hunting isn't even a reality. It's not a concept. You can't even fathom it. You don't want to do it. You're preservationist, you know, it's strictly enjoy seeing what's out there, don't really understand the conservation model. And we take all of that away. We take that, you know, kind of that that grinding back and forth on should you hunt, shouldn't you hunt, and we unify for the sake of Naomi's story. Mm. You know, eleven year old little girl that has less than a year to live and makes that wish and everybody kind of comes together for that so and that's what this country needs we need yeah. more unification as you and i have talked about so many times yeah. um, on issues and if you don't agree with it just have an open mind and live and let live a little bit because it's for the good of us all you know yeah. so yeah no, her story's great and it does that well you, you hit you hit it all nail on the head coming together and that's that's you know to, to talk to these people that have came together to to do this hunt of a lifetime for this little girl and for all the little kids that they do with with life-threatening disease your cancer could be in remission but they're going to take you and um unfortunately no naomi never had another chance but she got to fulfill something that was a top priority for her life um yeah awesome incredible and and when our viewers get to see that picture of her with their moose yeah. that uh, that you shared with me earlier, it, it oh man, it just yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, still yeah. <laughs> I wish I could put it up while I have you on the screen for this broadcast, but I have it saved in favorites now, and we're going to network this story and and try to promote it, you know, yeah. further and farther. We need to. No, absolutely, and uh, you know, upcoming podcast we're going to roll right into it. The the podcast I did with Hunt of a Lifetime, Doty. Uh, out of uh, Vermont does moose hunting and just uh, I, I want to say enjoy this but to think about it e enjoy what these people do enjoy what these kids experience because it is joy just just remember it's it's one of their last requests yep absolutely right here it is Hunt of a Lifetime welcome to today's podcast and, I, and I'm so excited we're here at the New Hampshire Outdoor Expo, 
and I'm with The Hunt of a Lifetime. And just that title, boy, uh, when you start to define a hunt of a lifetime, you know, for each, every one of these sportsmen and kids and women that come through here, think about that. Wrap, wrap your head about a hunt of a lifetime. You know, close your eyes and just think, what is a hunt of a lifetime to me, to you, to a little kid that's probably grown up in a hunting family mm-hmm. and has seen grandpa, dad, mom, take some what even probably the smallest year to them is the, the biggest trophy. And it's just, just so exciting to be here with people that bring that type of excitement to kids that really need it. That's right. And that's what Hunt of a Lifetime is, in my opinion, looking from the outside in and meeting these people. And today I'm with Dodie. F- I'm glad you guys have name tags on. So, Elsie <laughs> Fernstorm. Is that wrong? No, Say it again. Yeah, Elise Fernstrom. Elise. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm bad with names. So, and Dodie, <laughs> that's, a, that's an easy one to remember. Dodie. Dodie, what's your last name? It's Blow. It's French spelling. So, and, and that makes sense, you being from Vermont, too, being French and everything. So, <laughs> and it's just the upper, the upper Northeast is a lot of French Absolutely. involvement. So, I, and I'm, I'm married to a French girl, too, because I was in northern New Hampshire, so it's just part of it. We are sitting down with ambassadors for Hunt of a Lifetime here at the Outdoor Show. We're doing a live podcast right here, so people are, are walking by, they're seeing us interact, and uh, it's pretty exciting for, for people to actually see us talking about this and hopefully down the road listen. You guys, tell me, what is Hunt of a Lifetime, the mission, and let's go and how, how you get involved, too, okay. because... Uh, very different times, very different places, right? Right, absolutely. So exactly, Wayne, how you described Hunt of a Lifetime, a lot of people kind of confuse us a little bit because each hunter and um, maybe fisher person has their idea what their Hunt of a Lifetime is. But realistically, our nonprofit organization that has now been in operation for 21 years, we um, actually support children that are 21 years and younger, that have life-threatening illnesses, and that are outdoor kids. So perhaps their dream is not to go to maybe one of the big box entertainment areas in um, either our nation or maybe somewhere else internationally, but to actually spend some time in the woods or out on the water. So what our group does is we actually accept donations that will actually fuel um, our mission, which is to get these kids outdoors and get their minds and their bodies away from perhaps the not-so-friendly medical treatments or the medications that they have to take to to try to fight their illnesses. It could be anything from cancer um, to multiple sclerosis and and other diseases such as that that actually kind of debilitate them and actually add daily pain um, in an effort to kind of escape their illnesses and maybe to get their diseases under control. So our mission of getting them out there, getting, getting them into um, in the wilderness, or like I said, on the water, is give them their moment in the sun. Give them a moment so that they can stop thinking about maybe all of these different um, painful uh, type medical procedures and actually enjoy something and have a solid memory. But the other pieces, it's not just interacting with um, the outdoors and perhaps their species of, um, of their absolute dream. Um, but then also to give them some self-worth and some dignity and maybe be able to um, have the opportunity to provide 
a protein resource for their family. So mm. whereas they're struggling with medical bills and they're struggling financially, um, they can contribute to their family. And again, that's the inner self-esteem and the worth <laughs> that is so important with somebody that is fighting, you know, an illness, a disease, or a disability that takes away normal, you know, everyday activities that we take for granted. So again, let's give them the opportunity to get out there, to um, be encouraged, to actually feed their soul a little bit. Yeah, and you work in the medical field, don't I you? I do. I'm actually a registered nurse, um, <coughs> and I have a pretty big background in emergency medicine, too, so I kind of get this. I mean, life is not, uh, we take a lot of it for granted. Mm. So um, again, these kids, every single day, their families, they're dealing with a lot of hospital people, and you know, we're good people, but sometimes we're not the faces that they want to see. Right. Um, so let's get their mind off of it. Mm. And um, you know, perhaps get some And that's resources. pretty healing too, isn't it's it? It's incredibly healing. But again, the self-esteem piece is so, so mm. important because, you know, pain medications work great, but also the distraction is a really big piece too. Um, if we can distract people away, away from pain or thinking about the treatments or when the next treatment is, uh, that's incredibly important. Again, it, it actually gives your soul and desire to live, gives it a little push. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we're impacting them in such a way, feeding them, like the inner soul, the spiritual sense that they're going to, you know, hang around maybe a little bit longer than we thought. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's huge value. You don't put a you don't put a dollar on that, a price. Oh. You can't. It's wonderful stuff. And you've experienced this, haven't you, Dodie? I have. On several occasions, I've been guiding kids with cancer and that uh, life-threatening illnesses since 2005. And I could not describe what she had just said any better. It's a week... Not just for that child, but for mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Forget it all. This yeah. is, it's gone away. We're here. We're going to have fun. We're going to make new, new friends. Got a lot of camaraderie in camp. Uh, they're going to experience something that they, they haven't had in their life for quite a while because of that illness. And you're focusing on mom and dad. You're focusing on the child. It, Absolutely. It's, it's their weekend. And it's about making a memory that they probably wouldn't have access to. Right. And that's just in, in, incredible to, to, to have an opportunity like that and generally is it families that are in touch with the outdoors whether they grew up hunting and fishing they have a hunting and fishing background you see a lot of that you do see a lot of that there's a you know we do get kids that haven't experienced that yet mm-hmm. but want to but it, but it wanted to it was in the family somebody else has they might have been a little bit younger and hadn't had that opportunity so it's fulfilling that dream that that child may never see mm-hmm. you know it gives them that opportunity to get out there and make that happen Mm-hmm. But there's usually some kind of connection that brings them to a hunt of a lifetime. Absolutely. So there's somebody in the line there that they've hunted in the past or that, and the kid has seen it or they've seen it on TV. We've had kids that have come that have, have never hunted, and their family has no knowledge of hunting, but they've seen it. They've heard about it, and this is something they wanted to experience. So we get that opportunity to give that to that child. Mm-hmm. How did you guys get involved? I mean, you've been around a while, Dodie, and doing this for the, the Northeast, and your specialty is moose, correct? It is, yes. Yeah, so let's go back to the beginning and how, how you get involved. So myself, I went to a fundraiser. It was an archery shoot, 3D shoot, uh, and I was kind of disappointed that, I mean, this is a great cause, and mm-hmm. there was no signs up for it. There was, there was no information there for it. It was just an archery shoot. Nobody really had any idea what an they were doing. An archery shoot that the funding went to a hunt of a lifetime. But as an archer, 
if you came to it, you had no had no knowledge. You didn't did know it. what was actually going on. Uh, so uh, to me, it was like this is way too important. And this was that. a while ago, right? Yes, that yeah, that we're talking. Because you fixed that since then. I, I uh, can yes. see that. That was like in two thousand, <laughs> two thousand, two thousand and one. I've been with them since two thousand and two. When the founder came up to one of the events, and I met her there, and we spoke, and I said, you know, this is wrong. And she says, well, we don't have a representative. Well, I'm here. Nice. And, and four or five hours later, a phone call came back in. I talked to the board. Yes, you're in. So I took over Vermont at that time. And I've 2002. Been with 2002, and I've been with them ever and since. here we are in 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's flying, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. <laughs> and how many hunts have you done with Hunt of a Lifetime in that oh, time frame? Oh, I would have think? to really sit and focus on that. Throw out a ballpark. Uh, I'm going to say probably 20. Nice. Yeah, because we had one year, we had five. We've had years where we've done two and wow. three. Um, so I kind of serve in Vermont like an outfitter. We mm-hmm. make sure that the lodging is taken care of, and I coordinate with the families so that everybody, they all come together. We start right from the get-go. So if you were in Vermont, we have a lunch together, mm-hmm. and we move right down through it, shoot the rifles, and, and take it right from there. So it starts at the beginning with the families. It's months of work. Right. Uh, but the reward in the end, when you see that smile on that child's face. Right. And you have other ambassadors with you. I mean, everybody around here is an ambassador, right? And you have ambassadors and volunteers. We have ambassadors and volunteers. Uh, and we got one over behind you that's uh, stepping in, trying to be, well, she did become last year, the first youth ambassador. So she's representing it now. The first youth ambassador for Hunt of a Lifetime. Uh, yeah, that, absolutely. That, that's an awesome thing for a youth to support other youth. Yes. Uh, that's Yeah, that's that's what we need to be that's what we need to be instilling in people her age to support other youth that aren't able to do the things that she can do i mean that's and she's going to grow up that and she's going to carry that on she's right. going to no longer be the youth she's going to be the ambassador. she's tomorrow that's yes. right. Right. So she's that's tomorrow. exactly how you build you build a great right organization and, right. and keep it going right. mm-hmm. yeah. and how did you get involved actually uh Dodie and i met in 2019 so, not that long ago. No, not that long ago. So <laughs> I was actually repping for um, an outdoors company for cameras. Yeah. And we engaged in a conversation. And, um, you know, they were looking for um, prices on these cameras to make sure that these children um, had the accessibility and the ability to have, you know, maybe self-shooting right directly from their weapon. So he was looking for a price, and I wanted to make sure things were happening. Um, there was a little bump, I guess, in communication. So I said to him, not for nothing, can I have your telephone number? I want to follow up on Monday because we met on a Saturday, and I want to make sure that things happen so that you know your organization can move forward and have the tools that you need. So during that conversation, when I did confirm that absolutely he did have contact with the company, I said to him, you know what, why don't you tell me a little bit more about this? This really, like, is something... You know, not just because I'm a medical person, but I just adore kids. Mm-hmm. And um, let's talk about this. You know, what what could maybe I help? And of course, that was it. <laughs> and then she asked the goes, wrong question. She yeah. asked the absolute wrong <laughs> <Help>. question. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, again, we met in his, um, his hometown state in Vermont. I'm from Connecticut. And um, then he's kind of scooped me up and mentored me. And um, I did a little kind of like a quick view of a CFC uh, event with the founder up in um, New York. Um, kind of got my feet wet, and I was like, wow, this is kind of neat. So, again, I have to thank Doty because he's mentored me and uh, grown me into Connecticut and Massachusetts ambassador. Um, and we have gathered some volunteers locally that I have uh, 
kind of uh, contacts with. And you and, scooped your husband into and it, I too. Scooped it. Well, he scoops me, too. So, yeah, okay. you know, <laughs> that, that comes with the package. Um, and, you know, that's what you, you kind of do. But it's a great, great thing to get the word out, too. Because a lot of people were just... They were totally unaware that this group existed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's similar to other groups, charity groups that do things for children, but this is for outdoor kids, mm-hmm. and they're just as important as the other ones. And it's not that the other groups don't do great work; they do beautiful work also. Mm. We just need to do the beautiful work for the outdoor kids and right. get them moving. Right. So, a little idea of what we do for our, our kids, because again, you're probably wondering. It's you a big process. Absolutely. Absolutely. You and the people on the outside are like, well, what exactly are these dreams you're talking about? Mm. So a kid's dream. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Um, it's defined by them, not by us. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that we have one of the kids that is either a hunter or we maybe got kids that are their dreams are of fishing in kind of some format. So they actually outline for us the top three picks of the absolute world of what is your perfect dream. Meaning species. So it could be a mammal. It could be a fish. And then what we do is we try to put together all the resources and get their number one pick. And then we'll go down the list. And we're going to figure out whatever species that they desire, we're going to make it happen. And what we mean by making it happen, it doesn't have to happen in America. It could be an international trip, too. So we've sent kids to Africa. We've sent kids to Canada. We've sent kids to Mexico after uh, peacock bass. So wherever that species that they're desiring for that ultimate wish, we're going to try to make that happen to our best ability. And when we do make it happen, it literally is expense-free for the family. Because, again, we're going to get right back to that. They've got extreme medical expenses. The Mm. last thing they need to worry about is one more bill coming in the mail. Right. So those children are given the opportunity to... Fulfill uh, clothing allowance, mm-hmm. all their traveling expenses for them, and then also for their guardian. That has to mm-hmm. be 25 years and older. If it isn't a parent, maybe it's an older sibling. Right. Um, so all their transportation, all of their food, the mm-hmm. weapon of choice, it could be a fishing pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that is a weapon too. Yeah. Um, or a firearm or maybe a bow. Uh-huh. And then also to take it one step further beyond the outfitting and the trip and whatnot is the processing of whatever protein or meat that they have actually come up with. So it's going to get sent to a butcher that's going to be processed. It'll be shipped right to their home, but they're taxidermy also. So realistically, this is a serious package, top to bottom. It's like almost unheard of. Mm -hmm. And again, the price, priceless. Priceless. It's a Visa commercial. (laughs) It is absolutely priceless. It's absolutely priceless. And again, those are memories that you just, you can't buy those things. No. The value is huge. So that is actually what we call dreams. The kids are called dream, you know, they're dream trips. Um, So that kind of defines what one of their dreams would be. But again, they define it. We don't define it. It's Mm -hmm. their dream, not ours. Right. So when people are like, well, I don't want to, you know, support hunting or fishing. And we're like, let's let's meet the kids where they are. Yeah. Yeah, because if they have that connection, right. that's their focus. Right. You know, just I think of my son with his first deer. Right. 
He got that with his grandfather, and what an experience for right. those two. What a memory made. Right. But here we have a kid that doesn't have an opportunity like that, and Hunt of a Lifetime makes that opportunity right. happen. Make it happen. And, like and makes that memory. Right, Absolutely. and like, like Dodie was saying, too, I mean, the kids that we've so far serviced in 21 years now. Yeah. I believe the last count was actually 1,070 kids so far. Wow. So within that, you know, wonderful... 1,070 events, we've had kids that have ranged that are actually blind, you know? We have kids that are blind that are out in the woods, mm. wanting to be in the woods. So they're putting their hand on their guide's shoulder, and mm-hmm. they're being led through the woods for the species that they're looking for, and safely. See, that's the key. It's mm-hmm. safely with professionals that understand right. safety, um, keeping the child, all of the members safe, and then humanely harvesting the animal of their choice if it is an animal species mm-hmm. that they're going after. So that's wonderful too. That yeah. is absolutely wonderful. Right. When, when they come here and they actually do the hunt with us, even if that child is not successful in the harvest, they still usually leave with a big smile on right. their face. Yeah. You know, they, it's experience. It's the experience. I had a girl years ago that was coming out of Oregon and this girl, her she says, well, I heard you're good guide, so we're going to get Mamoose right off. Can I go see the Statue of Liberty? I want to go see the ocean. I want to see the Empire State Building. It's like, this is what it's all Quite about. Quite the list. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's what it's all about, though, because she came. She was coming from she Oregon. Was, she, she fits you in, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a couple of days. Make it happen. Unfortunately, because of what we're dealing with, that girl never made it to Vermont. Uh, the phone call came, and, and that's what we deal with on the day. It's a hard, hard situation to deal with, but it's there. It's a reality. And, and when you said she didn't make it to Vermont, she passed before she got that opportunity. Yeah, and that's no. what I want people to know, Dodie. Because yeah. this is these are kids that are really sick. You can speak with a child this week, and they are healthy and they're bouncy. And mm-hmm. I had a I had a boy that was playing football, and he was in high school football. And six months later, he was gone. Brain tumor came back, and it took him. There was nothing could be done. Yeah, so yeah. You just don't this know is exactly. Well, so in those yeah. kind of situations, we do have kids that the prognosis is is kind of grim. So, you know, you start wondering, okay, guys, so you're doing these dreams and whatnot, and what if another one doesn't make... Well, what we do is we actually have the opportunity for rush dreams, too. So if we do hear, once we're evaluating paperwork and speaking (coughs) to the providers, Mm -hmm. that this needs to be a rush dream, the team comes together pretty quick, and we try to make things happen for those situations. Hopefully, we don't miss their window of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've, We've accumulated, because of what we do, apparatus and that to help these kids perform what they want mm-hmm. to perform. Um, we, we take kids in with spina bifida that can't handle a firearm. But we have apparatus that will go in their wheelchair now where they can actually sight it. There's a blow tube on it. So when they're sighted and everything is ready, their hand's not even touching anything, and they can make that happen. We still can fulfill that dream. And so, the, the blow tube, so everybody knows that's to make the gun fire. It makes the gun fire. Yeah. Right? He can't so, put his hand on that he trigger. can't physically right. do that. The the apparatus actually makes that take place. Right. So it's adaptive equipment. I mean, we talk yeah, right. about that, too, with people with Parkinsonian Adaptive professionals, too, because this, this takes a lot for you, Dodie, to, to make this happen, to get them in the spot <laughs> with a Those wild very difficult, but we do it. animal <laughs> yeah. to have an opportunity yeah. to, to take that. Right. Yeah. That uh, just, uh, you know, and I just want everybody to wrap their heads around here. Dodie's bringing in a wheelchair, setting it up. These are wild animals. This is a challenge for everyday hunters to hunt. And these professionals are putting these kids in a position where they have an opportunity 
to take or have a hunt of lifetime. That's, whether that's it. it's a calf moose, whether it's a bull moose, whether it's a, a small bear, whether it's a big bear, it's a hunt of a, a lifetime. lifetime. Right. Absolutely. And to, to have you guys facilitate this right. and get them in the right spot right. to do the right thing with the right equipment. Right. You know, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, and I'm just like, uh, you know, you, you, you move mountains right. is what you do. And it's, it's like normalizing life for them because, you know what, when significant, you know, life-threatening illnesses come, normal, what's normal anymore? Mm. So we're allowing them the opportunity to have a normalization mm-hmm. for an activity that is our heritage, right? Yeah. We are hunters and gatherers, so we allow these kids to kind of circle back to that. This is the beginning. Right. Right. No, and it takes, uh, you know, meeting you guys and everything, I, I can see you're mountain-moving people. So, and that's that's a pretty awesome team You know, you, s- you say that they're, we're mountain-moving people, but I'll tell you what, I've watched that mountain stand before me. It's a, no way. No way. And one of the ones that, are, that comes back to my memory in that, we had a girl that had spina bifida. She had it in her lower half. Her, her arms were still accessible, and she could hold the, the firearm. So she's in a regular wheelchair. But I, I came into the cut with another kid, and they were there, and they said, she's going to shoot her moose. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's going to shoot her Well, it's coming across the top of the hill, and we're getting her ready. So her, the guy that's with her says, how do you want to do this? And I'm listening, and he says, carry you like a baby or a sack of potatoes? She laughs at 15 years old. Over his shoulder she goes, and he carries her down the road. And he says, grab that wheelchair. I gra- grab the wheelchair and the shooting stick, and we bring her down there, and we put her in that spot. Uh-huh. And the moose actually comes out in front of us, and, you know, she wants her headset, so we put her, head- her hearing protection on her. She takes the shot. He goes into a set of trees. Okay, he's not going to come back out. Guide actually makes a couple of calls. He's lovesick. He comes back out again. <laughs> She's, it's like, shoot, honey, shoot. Mm. And, and she's like, I can't. And she points to her ears. I put my fingers in her ears like this, and bang, the gun goes off, <laughs> and the moose goes down at the, at the report of the weapon. And it's like, oh, my God, we actually made this happen. Awesome. Because <laughs> awesome. I really, you know, that was one of those mountains. It's like, it's, it's very tough to get a kid with a wheelchair mm-hmm. into the moose woods and make that come together. You know, it's, it's not an easy task. And she's focusing on her ears. Yeah. She wants, yeah. She's she like, wants her ears. headset it's on. Like, she wants you, she's focusing. That's, that's been a bad experience. She doesn't want that to happen. Right. right. That's more important than pulling the trigger is to make sure my ears are plugged. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's just what these kids focus on. And, right. But and, we all do that as hunters too, right? Well, don't we have like our certain things? We, we have a ritual, right? So that was her ritual. Oh, but Dodie completed funny. the ritual and then he things did. come together. He did. Exactly. Because we didn't have to put the headset on. We we took invasive action and put our fingers in That's his ears right. and, and got it done. That's right. So that being said, again, that goes to show the teamwork because I wasn't guiding this child. Her, mm-hmm. her guide was there. But it's, okay, we need a hand. Mm-hmm. We jump in everybody and everybody makes in. it happen. Mm-hmm. So this happened right at dark. It happened so late in the evening that we can't get a horse in there. That's how we retrieve them with mm-hmm. a draft horse. Can't get a horse in there. You can't get to it with an ATV. So it was 1130 that night, and that team called in recruits, and we dragged that moose back out of the woods that night. Right. And what comprises so, a team? Because you have teams all across the nation, too. Hunt of a Lifetime has groups that, that come together for this event. Yes. And then because of what it is and, and some of the people that have been involved and you get to meet these new people, it's as easy as I make a phone call. So I call you up, Wayne, and I say, hey, i got a moose down on the side of the hill, mm-hmm. and we need help. Right. And you show up with six buddies. Yep. 
as and, a team. And we make it happen. <laughs> That's happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's a large yeah. village. Yep. So the ambassador kind of organizes it. Yes. And then all these people make it happen. It represents the states. And represents yeah. the states. Yeah. But you team up with outdoor professionals. Um, most of them guides. A lot of them are guides, outfitters that that have taken the time out of the day and seen it. Mm-hmm. So they're they're some of the better ones to put in that position. Right. You know. Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably a good way to put it. Guides and outfitters mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, they're not all. Um, we've got somebody from the outdoors. She's an avid hunter. She isn't guiding yet. She's not outfitting yet. Mm-hmm. Not saying she won't, but she's not yet. Right. But she has such an ability with, with people and the public. And so we put him in that position because you're speaking with her. You can't find a better representative. Right. To get and our, and I, our I imagine she's a pretty there. good organizer and... Making things happen kind of girl. Well, that's yeah, a nurse yeah. kind of thing. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> I look at her organization. It's like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no doubt. I, I thought the same thing as I, I came in to do my notes and she had them done for me. I'm like, that, that's just great. I don't get that very often. I might have to steal her. So, oh, man. So uh, nationwide, does Canada have groups for Hunt of a Lifetime? Yeah, we, we send the kids to Alberta, okay. Nova Scotia, Saskatchewan, New Brunswick. So, yeah, we have groups up there. Okay, and when we go international, <laughs> are there groups internationally too? Because we mentioned Africa, uh, parrot fishing, that, that's, that's off the charts the, if you ask me. Oh, the, the was peacock like, bass. Peacock bass, yeah. Peacock yes, bass, the, yeah. yeah. That so, is off the charts. Yeah, I'm like, uh, who would have thought of that? Did some kid actually think of that? Yeah. That was their dream. We're that talking was their about, dream. We're talking about kids. You never know what you that child's going to dream of. I was like, where you know? the heck did that come from? Because that, that is, you know, watching National Geographic when some guy's catching this peacock fish. And right. that's in, like, the Amazon and the way, you know, I'm like, that's a freaking awesome dream. Well, think about it. It's the technology, too. So they have the, all that access. All that so access. So they're seeing these species that maybe aren't in their backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And they're difficult to catch in remote areas, and yeah, that's what I want to do. So we kind of, that, that part we do it a lot, but it's kind of a minimal thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Like exotics, the United States has become phenomenal with exotics. You can right. go to Texas, and there's, yes. so a lot of it we try to keep it in just to keep that expense down. Mm-hmm. But if there's something out there, this woman has got a heart of gold. So mm-hmm. if there's something out there and that child wants that that bad, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen her go to the extra expense yeah. to make mm-hmm. it happen. Wow. Uh, so one of the kids we were talking about that the story came to me, it was before me. Uh, he went with Ted Nugent. He was on our advisory board. Uh-huh. And we, he wanted to go to Africa. Well, they contacted Ted. And how can we make that happen? You do it all the time. What do we need to get done? Phone call comes back and Ted took this kid to, yep. to Africa. Wow. So, yeah, here's a one of a lifetime that went one step beyond. That one step beyond, no doubt. And a lot of times you see that with this program. We had, a, we had a boy, and it's one of my favorite stories. He wasn't with me. I wish he had been. But he was hunting in Texas. He shot a big whitetail, mm-hmm. accomplished his goal. His goal that he had in his heart was he wanted to be a Texas Ranger. Well, the coordination time came perfect for the, the initiation of the new Texas Rangers coming on board. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they bring the kid up on stage, parade him across, give him his white hat, put a badge on him, oh my and made goodness. him a Texas Ranger. That's incredible. And that was done not by Hunt of a Lifetime, but by the community coming together when they saw what we were doing. Right. And they went that extra so there's step that big because team. he heard about his dream. Yeah, right. Yeah. And made that happen. Yeah. The, the People reach out. Reaches. No, that, that, that's just totally awesome thing. I'm getting so involved with talking to you guys, I haven't even looked at your notes. So. <laughs> but I think we're covering in the normal, you know, the course of conversation. Yep. 
Dodie, if you can reach back and all these experiences you have, and you know, tell us one of the kids that you've brought hunting and you've had experience with it, so you know my listeners can uh, experience this hunt of a lifetime that you you get to experience. So that would probably be Josh, uh, Josh Hollander. He was out of Michigan. So Josh came to us. He was a 185-pound football player. That by the time he got to us, he was 90 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't shoot his firearm, and I was like, "Why?" And he says, "It hurts." So I sighted his rifle in for him. Mm-hmm. We get out there and we're hunting. I can't carry my gun. He's physically, he's so weak because of what the chemo and everything has done to his body mm-hmm. that he, he's having a hard time participating in what he wants to get done. Right. We make it happen one night and he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. He actually shoots it was a cow moose, but it was his. So we're up on the hill. <laughs> we're trying to figure out how we're getting it out. It's dark. You know, we shot just before dark. So how mm-hmm. do we get it off the hill? And this kid's like, you know what? I don't care. He says, I'm going to die anyway. So until my moose comes, I'm not leaving. Mm. We sat in the, rain, in the rain for probably hour and a half. <clears throat> this pickup truck comes down the road. My dad pulls my truck across the road right behind him. It's a dead-end road. They can't get back out. <laughs> These two guys come back. Captive <laughs> audience. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who they were, mm-hmm. but they were loggers up in the, in the kingdom. Both of them carrying a Budweiser in their hand with smiles on their face. What the hell are you doing? Move that truck. And we told them what happened. Again, here comes the team. This guy drives his four-wheel drive up onto that cut, took the chance of slicing his tires, getting it stuck, whatever he had to do, and he hooked onto that cow moose, and we brought it out that night. So we didn't have to stay in the rain any longer than maybe two hours, two and a half hours. Wow. That, that, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, so. it was. That's it. And then to have that determination, especially when you're not feeling good. I mean, you think about, I can't carry my gun. I can't sight it in because it hurts. And yet, we're going to sit in the rain until we get this moose. That's right. And we make it happen. And we make it happen. And one of the stories that I, or one of the things that I, I kind of reiterate to all the kids that come with us, the mm-hmm. biggest thing that I tell them. So, kind of a lifetime, we, we act just like your illness. Don't ever stop. Don't ever give up. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. We're going to take this right to the last minute, right to, right to the last day. And amazingly, we fulfill a lot of our tags on that last day. I don't know what there is about it, but, you know, we'll take it right to the last day. Hmm. You know, we had a boy with 10 misses. Finally got it with his last shell on the last day with two hours to go. <laughs> the last shell. <laughs> the last, last shell. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's on a video. You know, it's really cool to watch. It's and, and he probably had the best experience of his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giving everybody else a heart attack, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So we always tell them, never give up. You know, no. your guide won't give up. Never to ever give up. And it's the same thing with your illness. Don't give up. That's yep. right. Yep. No, I've... Actually, you know, a friend of mine, Keith Robars, has worked with you guys in New Hampshire and stuff. And he's a big man, and I've seen this hunt of a lifetime reduce him to tears. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And for a a man like that to get a reaction like that, it just, it says volumes of what it is and the interaction. And So we're at the New Hampshire Outdoor Expo with Hunt of a Lifetime talking about these hunts and getting... uh, in the backcountry with these kids and understanding what a hunt of a lifetime means to them, what right. it means to you guys for being involved. You know, I certainly want everybody to know how 
they can get involved too. And you know, huntofalifetime.org, they have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. and there's some fundraisers coming up too. Um, May second. Hopefully, we'll air this, and maybe we'll air this on one of these dates too. That would be kind of neat. May second, we're going to be at Cabela's in Berlin, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And then Kingston, Vermont, May 22nd through the 24th, is the 3D archery shoot where this all started for you, Dodie, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a different archery shoot, but that's where it actually started that's for where me. It was started. an archery shoot. Yeah. It was an archery shoot yep. in Vermont, so right. this is a different one, but it's yep. still kind of an archery shoot right. that raises money for Hunt of a Lifetime. Right. Absolutely. So, And it's got to be a pretty big archery shoot, I would right. imagine. Right. Yeah. We'll so. also be in Hartford. We're going to be at Hartford. the Hartford Convention Center. Oop, I missed oh, that one. Oh, you missed one. Yeah, I, I, that was the top line. I'm there like, you go. Man, that's, man, that's the next The New one. England. Uh, hunting and fishing. Hunting and fishing show, Hartford, mm-hmm. Connecticut. 320, so that's coming right yes, up, too. Yes, yeah. So we'll be there also. So there's lots of opportunities if people are wanting to help mm-hmm. um, or, or to donate. Um, and, again, we're just asking, like, if you're wondering how exactly can you help us so we can help these kids, um, Donations are always, always welcome. Like you had mentioned, Wayne, um, y- people can go to the www.huntofalifetime.org. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, there is uh, a clickable uh, PayPal donation option. Mm-hmm. But also, you know what? We don't just take monetary donations. Sometimes people, are, maybe they don't have that ability. So also donations of frequent flyer miles. Because again, remember, we're, sometimes these kids are flying too. Right. So that's just another way, um, not just the outfitters. Things outside that also, the box. Right, exactly. Right. So, you know, outfitters help us with um, taking the ill children out. But then also mm. they sometimes want to be extremely generous and, and um, offer us um, donations that we can raffle to also make kind of an alternative way of, of gathering donations and making uh, money. And then, you know, the contributor feels like they're definitely getting something in the long run or maybe getting their experience of their own, which is also important. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's just, again, feeding resources into the industry that we all love right? Um, in our tradition. And then this can be, like you said, it can be a, go a donation of money, right. of material, of guiding, of services. Right. If you own a restaurant and you're you know, right. you're operating in that area, and you right. guys want to supply the food. Right. Um, you want to lodge, you know, a hunt of a lifetime mm-hmm. crew when they're in right. the area. There's all kinds of ways people can give in different ways right. to think outside the box. Because right. that's what I like when it comes to donations. Let's think outside the that's box. That's exactly. Yeah. Get creative. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, going to the website, uh, the huntofalifetime.org website, scrolling through, there's forms. Um, you click on the form section, and um, people that are wanting to donate time, sometimes even use of their land. They can fill out a ca- an application, send it on international, which is uh, we're out of Harbor Creek, Pennsylvania, our national office. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe families that um, have a child that is unfortunately one of those kids that is 21 and younger that has that life-threatening um, disease, illness, or disability, they can access the information on how they apply to be one of the candidates. Right. And download that application and get it in. Again, send it on to Harbor Creek, PA. Um, but then also seeing, you know, you can click through, see some videos, see some of our kids' experiences. Mm-hmm. And then also a calendar of events, like find. Find what's going on in your particular state. Find your ambassador. If you're interested, become one of our volunteers. We're always looking for help. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's, if, if you can't give anything, you can volunteer. That's correct. There's there's ways that you can help without ever actually attending an event mm-hmm. or having anything monetary. Tell your friends. That's yeah. right. Pass the word. the word. Absolutely. 
You know, you know if you know a, a kid, a, point them in the right direction. That's correct. Uh, and it, it works on two two bases there. One, we can communicate with the public and we get that word out. Mm-hmm. The other one is if you know a child that unfortunately is sick, we want to put that smile on his face or her yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Those, we, if you go to one of the events, we always have that information there. We have youth packets right here today with us at That's this right. event. Mm-hmm. So we're, we can hand that information out. We've already handed it out to one. Mm. Um, it's an unfortunate thing with a smile on it. That's right. Yeah. Because we're going to do something special for somebody. Right. Yeah. This, this is a soul-touching organization. It I is. can see that. Yeah. I can see it in you guys. I can feel it. Yep. And uh, I, I, I'm hoping everybody listening can, right. can understand what this means to a kid and if you've ever seen just any kid you know take his first animal his first deer his first bear and then you just bring that up two levels which i can't even imagine but you make it happen for some of these kids that it's their only opportunity their only chance that's it and i i want to thank you for for doing it we appreciate you and uh, we'll, we'll get this message out. We'll keep uh, telling people about Hunt a Lifetime. And they got time and they want to join. That's right. Volunteerism is, is very slim now. And I, I could see. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> tough. But we, we, every, every organization needs it. So yeah. th- thanks for your time. And uh, I appreciate this. And in closing, I always want to make sure I covered everything. Did I, did I get everything? Is there any final... Well, again, if you, if you don't want to go to our, our um, home website, you know, check us out on social media. Like mm-hmm. you had mentioned before, type into Facebook search and, and type in Hunt of a Lifetime and then add in your Add your state. state. And you're going to see mm-hmm. a personal page pop up for that particular group. Um, right. And then watch us because we are putting alerts out. What are we doing for our next event? Mm-hmm. Where can you find us? If you do want to interact with us, see the face-to-face, have the discussions, come right. up and see us and, um, and help, help make a connection for a kid. Awesome. Uh, Hunt of a Lifetime Vermont on Facebook. You can actually witness some of the hunts and experience go on that hunt with, that, with us on that. You can watch the whole thing take place, the mishaps, you know, mm-hmm. the, the comical parts of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. everything that takes place. The logistics. <laughs> yeah. There's also, uh, we have a Hunt of a Lifetime videos that we're working on, yep. um, which is becoming a national Facebook page. So when a child goes on a hunt from any place in the country and we get video footage, it will go to that site. So you'll be able to watch all of those. Mm-hmm. So it'll be one of those sites you can just go on and video after video after video. I think it beats sitting there with the game in front of your hands. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, it, and it, these kids that are going, I'm sure that it encourages them to watch other kids like them participating in these hunts and achieving their goals. That's right. Gives them that boots. Yeah. And, and I can do that. Yeah. That's right. I can do that. Yeah. If he can do that, I can do that. That's right. And that's, like you said, it was part of building up esteem. It, it's soul feeding. It's soul feeding. Uh, oh, thanks, guys. Uh, just an awesome event. Thank you. So, Again, we pleasure. Please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures, protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from Game Wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves Game Wardens. Thank you.
This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.